The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Welcome everyone, you're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host Shirley Dalton. As always, I am grateful to you for tuning in, whether that's live or on demand, no matter where you are in the world. My mission is to find and interview the experts to help you grow and improve your business and yourself or to inspire you to go after what you want and create your ideal business lifestyle. Today, we're really fortunate to talk with Melanie Power, founder of Power Finance and head of bookkeeping for Zero Accounting Software in Australia. Hey, Melanie, thanks so much for giving us your time today. Thank you so much for having me along, Shirley. It's an honour and um, I'm most passionate about small business and uh, seeing our small business owners everywhere prosper and grow and have a fantastic lifestyle. I love it. I love it. And we're both passionate about the same thing, but we do it in different ways. Now, you've been involved in the Australian small business sector since your career kicked off in the accounting industry in 1992. So you've got a little bit of experience there with you. (laughs) You've owned and managed several other small businesses, including in the IT industry, the motorcycle industry and finance brokerage. But again, as you say, you've always had this passion for small businesses and software-based systems and processes for small to medium enterprises. In your role as head of bookkeeping for Zero in Australia, although um, you had that up, basically you're looking after global people as well, you act as the voice of the industry to Zero. So raising the profile of accounting practices and showcasing the value they bring to helping small businesses. And today, yes. go on. Yes, yes, I do. You've got it spot on, Shirley. Um, that is is my um, direct um, remit, actually, at Zero, and it's been quite incredible to connect with accounting practice everywhere, and also um, hear the stories of the people that are running those practices and helping so many small businesses everywhere. Yes, and. What you're going to share with us today is how you learned the hard way, how much time and productivity you can reclaim by introducing systems and cloud software practices. And I'm really excited to be sharing your story because I think it's one that a lot of people can actually relate to. So let's get into these questions and find out a little bit more about you and give our listeners some tips. So Melanie, you started your career as a trainee taxation accountant, visiting mum and dad businesses after hours to complete their taxation returns. What did you learn about business from this experience? 
Great question to start off with, Shirley. Um, I think one of the most um, easiest ways to learn about small business is really getting down to that grassroots level and taking the time to connect um, with the small business owners and often you find that their husband and wife or partner teams that are running the bulk of small businesses everywhere. So my career did start uh, as, a, as a licensed tax preparer driving around in my um, little yellow van or the mystery machine as I fondly dubbed it. For any Scooby-Doo fans you would understand what that means. I just lacked the shaggy dog beside me. Um, so it was, it was quite funny. Um, so I was driving around um, doing a mobile, mobile tax returns and one of the most interesting things that I found out of that experience was one of the most regular things was I would be presented by usually um, the husband with a box full of, of receipts. And I think anyone that's worked in the accounting industry certainly understands the feeling of what it's like being presented with hundreds and hundreds of receipts for us to, to go through and, and collate. So out of that experience, what I realised is that the majority of the small business owners didn't actually understand what was going on in the life of their small business mm -hmm. because they're not collating that information in real time or as they went along. So more often than not, they'd either be getting a shock at the end of the year with a massive tax bill or another shock by saying, hey, you actually haven't earned any money, which is why you're really feeling the cash flow pinch. Do you think that your business is really viable? So it, it actually pointed out to me there was a real need in the marketplace for organisation and systemization for people in business so that they can actually understand what was going on in the life of that small business for them. Mm. And when you say about the shoebox, I can remember going out on site with some builders and they went and purchased some building materials and uh, I'm sitting in the front seat and the guy said, oh, here's the receipts. And I said, oh, yeah, what do you do with that? And with that, he just threw his, his arm and his shoulder over the back and I said, what? And as I looked around in the back seat, there were... Oh, hundreds of receipts and I thought oh my god you know somebody's got to go through and organize all of that and um, and so you've seen that with all of these hundreds of shoe boxes and then taking that information so first of all you've got to put it in some sort of order and then one of the things that you've uh, done with people is you're actually then helping them to analyze the information so you know tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, yeah, so the, the building client or the tradie as we often refer um, to that type of business client, uh, particularly in Australia, um, there's, two, there's a two-step process that we look at following um, with those type of, type of clients and the first step is actually organising and putting a system in place. So now with technology, instead of having to data enter all of those little bits of paper, the tradesman can come into their car, instead of throwing the receipt in the back of the, of the car into a pile, they can actually pop it into an envelope, which once a week they can post away and have, have um, a data entry company or somebody like Shoeboxed actually process that receipts and bring it into their accounting software for them. So that's one of the most important things that we've seen happen um, as a tool of automation and systemization for small business owners. So as, a, as an accountant working with that, that small business client, we then get all of that information fed straight into our accounting software 
which means then I can actually have a really important conversation with a client saying, hey, your cash flow is, is, is really strapped this week because you've got, uh, you know, $50,000 worth of debtors or people that owe you money or you're spending too much in this area, what's going on there, let's investigate. So actually the information coming in, the systemized way really is power for a small business owner. It's quite exciting. It's changed the whole way that people are running their businesses. Yes, and, and it need to too. Um, you know, people complain sometimes about technology and when it doesn't work, and I know I experienced that myself last week doing a web class and it all just went kaput. But when it does work, by golly, it does save some time and energy and increase that productivity. And I think the message that I'm getting loud and clear here, and I hope that our listeners are getting it, is that you need to be analysing the information uh, it's one thing to do the data entry, but then somebody such as yourself can come in and make sense of that information, much like a doctor looks at an x-ray and says, oh, you know, you've got a spot here or there. You're actually reading that information in a way that I've found a lot of business owners don't understand. You know, business owners are really good at what they do and really good at satisfying their customers, but not really good at looking at the numbers. That's exactly right, uh, Shirley. If you think about it when you, for example, go to a GP, you have an ailment, the GP might diagnose it but then send you to a specialist. Mm -hmm. It's also no different from engaging uh, a plumber or electrician or a specialist in a particular field. So as a small business owner, they're the specialist in what they're doing in their business, but they may not have the required skills around understanding how to interpret financial data from a balance sheet or a profit loss. And so it's our job as the accountants to put the words behind numbers for the small business owner and tell them the story in a way that they can feel comfortable and relate to their business so that then they can go and make informed decisions. And that's the key thing. It's being able to have that power of the information as the business owner to say, hey, my business is going really well. I think I can replicate that model and go into different parts um, or different geographies or states and replicate what I'm doing here. Or it could be, hey, this particular line of product that I've put out to sell to my customers isn't doing well. It's costing me money. Maybe I need to actually cease that and focus the activities in the part of my business that's really prospering prospering and doing quite well. So it is very, very powerful and I think a lot of small business owners get caught up in the doing of the business instead of actually looking over the top of it and that's when they need to engage a specialist to help them on that journey. Yes, and, and I would wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think that sometimes business owners know it on a gut level, on an intuitive level, but they're not able to put their yes. finger on it. And then you can come along with the figures and the information and the analysis and then go, ah, there it is. There's the proof. There's the evidence. Um, and now I know what I can do about it. So just quickly, before we head to a short break, the experience that you had in your mystery machine, as you call it, really affected you. So what did you decide to do then as a result of that? It did affect me, Shirley. Um, I think I've always been driven by a real strong desire to help people succeed. And during that process of discovery, I saw that there was such a need 
for small business owners to be empowered. And as a result of that, I decided that tax preparation wasn't for me. I felt that it was a necessary compliance part of the accounting function, but I felt that there was more that I could do to give back and assist the small business owners. So I then went off and actually opened my own accounting practice, specialising in creating and putting systems in place to capture the data then bring it up to um, preparing all of the reports and most importantly having that conversation and telling the story, putting the words behind the numbers for business owners. And I've been doing that pretty much for the last 25 years along with owning a few other small uh, businesses myself but it's certainly a path that I've not regretted and I've seen a lot of small business owners succeed and also be empowered to make decisions that they necessarily would not have been able to make if they didn't have that information. So for me, it was like this big bucket list tick. Yes, I'm doing what I feel passionate about and I'm still as passionate about it now as what I was back in 1994. So it's great when you love what you do. Yes, and I can tell that. I can hear that passion in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> and really, um, starting out that your your own business, starting out very similar to a lot of other mums and dad businesses, although yours has grown much bigger than that now, but starting out with uh, what we call the technician, you know, doing the doing. And we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, i really love it if you would share with us some of the lessons that you learned whilst operating your first accounting business. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. We've been talking with Melanie Power, founder and CEO of Power Finance and head of bookkeeping for a zero accounting software in Australia. So, uh, Melanie, you started out as a trainee tax accountant. You were, I'm going to use the words, distressed and dismayed by what you learned during that experience of seeing mums and dads working really hard in the business but not necessarily understanding the numbers. So you decided to do something about that and you decided to start your own business. Would you tell us a little bit, please, about your first accounting business? Because I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to your story and then how you evolved. Yes, it was an interesting uh, journey, Shirley. And I have to say at this point, I'm definitely the queen of bootstrap style startups. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've had quite a few through through my uh, business journey and my accounting uh, practice started off uh, in 1994 with myself and I had several other small businesses that were running alongside that at that time uh, and they ranged you know, from IT businesses, electronic repair businesses and ultimately leading into a, a motorcycle dealership which I'll, I'll tell you about that a little bit later on but um, the bookkeeping business really essentially grew, so um, the bookkeeping function, which is one of the most vital parts of the accounting cycle, mm-hmm. which is all of the recording of all of that those daily transactions that make up all of the information so that the accountant, obviously myself at that time, can go in and advise the business owner. So my um, total goal at that time was to develop systems for these small business owners and Obviously, we had a desktop-based uh, accounting software um, at the time, and that was our tool that we used to make that happen. So, um, obviously, in the early, uh, you know, nineties, we didn't have tools of automation mm-hmm. uh, like we do now to be able to capture receipts and assist with the data entry. So. It was actually quite a laborious process, and it was quite an investment that the business owner had to make. Uh, into um, bringing a accounting function uh, into their business. So the type of businesses that we were working for were really switched on. They were prepared to invest uh, the money and the time into engaging an external accounting practice to put that information together. So I grew that business from myself as a sole trader up to a team of nine um, in 2006 and most of our service delivery was we were going on site to businesses. So um, one of the things about that business model which was really interesting that even though we were providing a great service, the profit margin wasn't great, Shirley. Mm -hmm. It was a consistent struggle to be able to find the right price point for businesses yet Still, I had to meet the cost of uh, employees, Mm -hmm. um, all of those types of things. So I got to a point in 2006 where I had literally run myself ragged. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one of those lessons you find in small business where you're so passionate about delivering the service. However, we just couldn't get the efficiencies within an on-site model. So I made a decision at that time that I was going to sell 
my practice mm-hmm. and have a break and, and do something a little bit different. So I was able to sell my practice in 2006, which was a success, mm-hmm. um, and that, that moved along. But I think the important lesson for me was in that is that I didn't look carefully enough at my business model when I first started. So I learnt a lot of what not to do when you're building a service-based business in those early days of that practice. <laughs> Lord, that's a whole other session, I think. Yes, and I'm sure there's a whole lot of our listeners out there that are nodding their head at the moment going, yes. (laughs) Sometimes it's not until you do something that you work out, hmm, maybe there's a different way to do this. Yeah. So what happened? Go on. Sorry. I think it's the case of um, those of us that go into small business usually have that entrepreneurial spirit. And I think that one important thing to remember is it's actually okay to not succeed at something. The most successful people that I have spoken to through my business journey have tested things and gone, hey, that's not going to work. I'm going to shelve that and go on to the next idea. I think where sometimes we get caught up in the business owner, as business owners with things is that we actually don't recognise those signs quick enough. When we realise, uh-uh, this is not working, I need to get out of this or change my direction really, really quickly. So I think the, the process or fear of thinking that we're failing at something sometimes limits us and holds us back. So it's my encouragement to say, don't, don't be frightened of that uh, and don't let it drag you down from actually where you think your direction is going to be. Well, I think that's really important, a really important point because there may be some of our listeners that are struggling at the moment and being persistent and really uh, pushing through and making themselves go through something that it might be the right decision, as you say, to say, you know what, this is not the right direction for us or the business, as you say, is not making as much profit as we'd like, we're working too hard for the money. And I think that's a really critical point for people to hear and and then if you need to, to act on it. So thank you so much for bringing that up. So, so Melanie, as a business owner, and regardless of the industry, there are a number of issues that we deal with. And you've got a great story about the inventory in your motorcycle business. So would you mind sharing that with our listeners? I'm sure everybody's thinking, how did this woman go from running an accounting practice to owning a motorcycle dealership. It's a question I get asked consistently and the simple answer to that is I followed the man of my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have been married twice and I met my my amazing husband who I'm still married happily to today and he actually owned a motorcycle dealership And I met him after I had sold my accounting practice uh, in 2007. And I was just at a stage in my life where I was ready for a new challenge. I still had a couple of really close clients, two or three, that I remained on as a virtual CFO uh, to keep my hand in. Um, But I just really decided that I wanted to have a new challenge. So I worked within in that motorcycle uh, business with, with my husband and we grew it from a, it's literally a two-person operation to 
a 12-person operation within uh, four years and we grew a lot of different um, revenue streams that came into that business. So we obviously had our new motorcycle units. Yes, I do ride. I've had a lot of fun uh, learning how to do that. I was going to ask. <laughs> um, it was great fun. Another challenge, uh, I think, um, is something that you know I wanted to learn how to do. So there were different cost centres. We had new units. We had uh, finance and insurance. Um, so I set up and managed that uh, as a licensed finance broker. We had our accessories, which is things like helmets, clothing, anything that would go along um, with the process and activity of riding a motorcycle. We also had our spare parts division and the workshop. And the interesting thing was is that the majority of those cost centres we were managing quite well, but the spare parts division in particular Again, I was making sure that I had all of the financial information there that was able to give me the picture of what mm -hmm. was going on in that cost centre. What I realised was the cost for me to service the delivery of the sale of the spare part was so high. So to put that in perspective, you might have a spare part that's, you know, you might retail for 25 cents. Now the cost for me to provide that part to the customer involved an employee answering the phone, paying for the telephone service, the labour involved in searching for the part, shipping the part in, and the time involved in actually looking up that part in an exploded circuit diagram. So I had to find a solution. We either had to say, no, we're not going to run this, which is what I was just talking about previously where you have to make some hard decisions, or how can we find an effective way using technology to be able to service this area? Mm -hmm. So we actually implemented an online spare parts sales system. So it was a website. The customer could log in, view the exploded diagram themselves, pick the part they wanted, and then the part would come through. We would actually bag it and post it or SMS the customer to say it's ready. So by that process, there was a small capital investment up front, but we reduced our cost to serve that part and sale by 75%. Whoa. So it was a huge, huge saving. Yeah. Wow. There'd be a it lot was of interesting things. because... Go ahead. Yeah. That, that, um, that one thing that we did and implemented and put in place, I actually believe um, really... Um, proceeded to one of the reasons why we were able to, to sell the, the business. That process really increased the asset value of that business as a whole. It was good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Gosh, a 75% increase there. That That's phenomenal. And what I'm loving about this conversation and what I love about you is, and you mentioned it yourself, there's a real theme here that you love to challenge yourself. But you go digging for the information. So you set up systems that give you the information and then you're looking for it and then you're implementing how you can change things, improve things, put systems in place, automate things. And so, again, for our listeners there, I really want to encourage you to be looking at your business and rather than being frightened of technology or frightened of the information, look at how much power that you have there. And with somebody like Melanie, then you can really get that information and start to make big changes. So what happened from there? We've got um, a minute or so. What happened then? <laughs> so the one thing that I, I always get to a place where 
I make mistakes. You know, we're all human. The one mistake that I made in that process is I didn't get someone in to help me get the information in. So being an accountant by trade, I was I actually think I was a bit of a control freak. I felt that I was the best person to do that job. I didn't want to give it up. And that was the one mistake I made. By not giving up that role and bringing someone else in to do it, I actually lost weekends. I lost periods of time from being with my family and that was my biggest, biggest regret. Um, so my tip there is if you've got a job within your business that you can delegate and get someone else to do it, do it. Give it up, learn to actually step away from the doing and start to look more with a helicopter view and be the ship steerer. I think that's the biggest thing um, that's so hard to do for small business owners. I love that and I find that when I go in and work with companies as well that the owners seem reluctant to give up these jobs that they could delegate. So I love that you've you've learnt that firsthand and you really do encourage people yeah, to delegate. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Stay with us. We're talking with Melanie Power, founder and CEO of Power Finance. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. Shirley Dalton's Guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. We're back. Well, if you're in small business, I hope you're taking a lot out of this conversation because we're talking with Melanie Power, founder and CEO of Power Finance. 
And we're talking here about looking at the numbers, analysing the information that you have in your business and then looking to see how you can systemise and automate some of that information and your processes in order to improve your productivity. And as Melanie was saying, when she failed to delegate and failed to give up a job because as she calls herself a control freak, and I know there are many of you listening that could have that title, <laughs> not giving it up, she lost weekends and valuable time with her family and I know that that's the case for many of you. So Melanie, um, I'm a real fan of systems and especially anything that can be automated, but you've found a way to systemize and automate information through the cloud. Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Uh, Shirley, I think I call that my light bulb moment. Um, as I touched on previously, being the control freak, I felt that I was the only person that could capture the information and make sure it was, was correct. So I failed myself essentially um, in that process by not putting systems in place and delegating. And by the time that um, we'd come to sell that business, I was very burnt out and um, I actually think that if I had had a good system and process, we may even still have, have that business, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but it's one of those times where, you know, I actually failed to realise within my own business the, the areas that, that need attentioning. And one of the things that's come out as the most important is having an outside person, whether it's an advisor or a mentor, um, I actually have two mentors now and it's the most incredible and valuable thing that you can do as a business owner. So out of that experience, again, I learnt other ways that I can um, actually start to release you know, my need to micromanage things within, within the business. But the cloud prospect came in as we were winding down uh, that business and I had a meeting with my uh, external accountant um, who was fantastic and he actually said to me, Mel, I'm going to show this to you because I know that you're going to see the value in this. And he showed me um, a revolutionary piece of software called Xero with an X, X-E-R-O. And Xero is what we call a cloud uh, software um, tool. So it means that I could access my financial information, process my payroll, look at all of the daily transactions that were feeding in automatically from my, my banking institution anywhere on any device as long as I had internet access. Mm. I was absolutely dumbfounded and I said to my accountant, why did you not show me this two years ago? He said, oh, I've only really discovered it in the last few months. And I was like, oh my God, this is just, this is it. And... I actually just thought, I wish I'd have had this mm. earlier and I could have systemised that whole process almost without having to have an employee cost. Everything right. could be so automated that I really probably didn't need anybody to do that because the tools would allow the uh, data to be captured right from the source documents without having to data enter. That was the power. And, you know, you raise um, two points there for me, and that is that we don't know what we don't know. And so unless mm. we're asking questions all the time to say, is there anything new, is there anything I should know, 
we really are relying on people to tell us and then being open to that information. And then the other thing is that you were saying, you know, being a control freak and, and having um, making sure that you were the one who was doing it, now you've found some software where you really didn't even need a person. The, the system would take care of it. And again, for our small business owners here, just thinking about your business and what is it that you could be asking and who could you be asking to see if there is some cloud software, uh, particularly for your accounting functions within your business or perhaps even with your customer relationship management systems you know, or marketing. There's lots of ways. And I know, Melanie, that you're a real fan of software um, cloud and, and uh, cloud-based software, not just for the accounting, but across the field. So these days, you've got a thriving accounting and bookkeeping business, as well as being head of bookkeeping for zero in Australia. What happened after that light bulb moment? Uh, again, that was another part by my journey of into to small business. So after that meeting with, with my accountant, um, my husband and I took an extended break. We, we worked very hard in running that motorcycle dealership and it was a seven-day week job and we loved it and it become very much our identity and, and, and passion. So we took uh, about 12 weeks off and, and we did a fair bit of travelling and I found myself sitting in this beautiful little town called Glenorchy, which is just outside Queenstown in New Zealand, which is, you know, it's Lord of the Rings territory. It's the most beautiful, you know, place. I, I just loved it and I love going back there. But I was sitting down um, looking at these beautiful snow-covered mountains and twiddling my thumbs and my husband, Lincoln, looked at me and said, you're bored, aren't you? And I went, oh, how did you know? I can only sit still for so long. I have to do something. And he said to me, well, why don't you go back to what you're really good at and what you're passionate about, and that's helping small businesses. And I said to him, you know, you're right. That's what I should be doing, and I have the perfect business tool to help me do that now and I said it's this product called Zero that my accountant showed me uh, a few months ago and I, I literally from that moment um, sat down with a beautiful bottle of red wine and shared it with my husband and developed a business model about how I was going to deliver services without having to go on site to people's premises based on this cloud technology. And that was the moment that my new accounting practice was born. And I grew that business in a year from naught to 100 clients with myself and a part-time staff member managing that. So that is revolutionary for a service-based business to be able to manage and service clients at that scale. Mm. Prior to that, without cloud software, I could have possibly managed at maximum 30. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I had this model that I could scale, I could scale my income, I could scale my services. It just was amazing and I have not looked back. So that practice now has still continued to grow and flourish. And at the end of 2014, I merged with another accountant in my local area 
and we merged our teams and that business is still continuing to, to grow and flourish. And it's just a success story and I still have some of those same clients that I first started with back in 2012 still with me now. Wow, I love it, love it. And you don't have to work in that business now either. You own it and you um, analyse it and run it but you don't actually have to work in it. Is that correct? No, so this is again a, a new a new chapter to, to the Mel Adventure starts. So in in September two thousand and fourteen, uh, I was lucky enough to actually to go and be able to work with the company that the product zero that I loved so much. So I took on a role in September 2014 as head of bookkeeping uh, for zero and now I get to champion um, the value that that product and practice platform and model uh, provides to other accountants everywhere. So my amazing big business partner, she's another Mel, um, she's just incredible. Uh, she is continuing to run run that practice and, and going great guns with it. And I'm off playing in zero world. Um, so I think, you know, for as long as I, I can continue to make a difference and help other accountants um, be successful around that business model, um, I'll be going hard as long as I can. And you mentioned that you've got some speaking engagements coming up too and I know like some of the, our listeners will be listening on demand but as you say, going around now and telling people about the benefits from your experience and about the accounting software that people can use for the numbers, where are some of the places that you're going to be talking because I love this. So uh, last year, I'm still waiting for, for some dates to be confirmed uh, for this year, Shirley, but to give you a little bit of a model of where I journeyed last year, um, we went, I've had a lot of speaking engagements in Australia, which led me up to uh, Canada, which is the IPBC bookkeeping conference. So Zero is going to be having a presence there this year. And then we went across to um, London to the ICB, which is the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers. So at their bookkeeping summit there and also in Accountex uh, USA. So if you have any of your listeners that are interested in finding a little bit more about, about the industry as such, those conferences uh, are available. But you can also check in on the, the Zero website, which is zero.com, um, to actually find a little bit more about, about the product and connecting to how it can actually assist um, your small business. Fantastic. Okay, well, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back with you shortly and we're going to wrap up all of these wonderful lessons and give you some tips about what you can do to implement in your business straight away. Stay with us. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable 
resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical. If you like the Reclaim Your Freedom radio show, you can join Shirley Dalton for her TV show, Empowered Business TV, where you'll get to meet her guests in person and join in with activities to improve yourself, your team, and your business. Watch demonstrations of techniques and strategies you can implement immediately. Plus, regular business owners who are happy to share their experiences and secrets that have made them successful to help you achieve the success you want in business and in life. Visit EmpoweredBusinessTV.com today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. And we're back. We've been talking with Melanie Power, founder and CEO of Power Finance. We've been talking about running small businesses, looking at the information that you're collecting and systemizing and automating to give you back your life, which is what we're all about. So, um, Melanie, what are some of the things that our listeners can do right now as a result of listening to our interview today? I think the main thing that I would encourage small business owners to think about, Shirley, is actually taking a step back and looking at some of the processes that they have in place for capturing uh, their financial data. So when I talk about financial data, I mean the daily transactions that are occurring in the life of, of their business. And a perfect example of that is you might be going to put gas in your your vehicle. Mm -hmm. So once you've completed that activity, what happens to the receipt that you get from the gas station? Um, What do you do with it from that point? So that receipt is what we call a financial transaction. So to look at capturing the uh, tax deductibility and also recording any sales tax that might be deductible on that transaction, we need to record the information from that receipt within our accounting software. So you might not be recording it at that time or you may be putting them away for a later period and sitting down at your PC and looking at these receipts individually and putting the date, uh, putting uh, all the details in. You may be passing it off to someone else to do or you may not be doing it at all. You could be waiting till the end of, uh, you, you know, that year has gone and heading off to your tax preparer with all all of the receipts, which is actually going to be quite costly. So for a small business to be thinking smart about how they can reduce their costs and be more efficient and get the real-time information, I would be encouraging um, them to start to automate that process. 
So how do they automate that process then? So there's a couple of um, options that are available um, within in the cloud space um, and one of the best places that I can direct listeners to is our zero.com site uh, to our add-on marketplace and within that, that site you can actually see that there's quite a number of different apps that are available for, to be able to help a small business owner in capturing that data. So we have apps that will actually fetch the information or bills for you that need to be recorded and we have apps that will actually scan the documents themselves and grab all of that information and bring it into your accounting software for you. Um, and the way that that looks like is that when you go down to uh, fill your vehicle up with gas, instead of throwing the receipt in the back, you can snap a photo of that receipt on your iPhone and it will actually take that information, scan it and bring it into your accounting software for you. Oh, so I love that. The, I thought you'd like that. Um, so I can actually provide um, our listeners with a list there, Shirley, mm -hmm. um, which will actually direct them to some cool little apps that will help that process. Fantastic. Well, they know where to get that at shirleysradiogifts.com shirleysradiogifts.com and you're going to give them this checklist of the options. So what other questions would people be asking themselves if they were looking to automate and to save time? So I think one of one of the, the biggest questions I know that when I started the discovery of, of cloud software and looking at different tools, one of the biggest uh, questions I had was, I actually felt a bit fearful, Shirley. Mm -hmm. It seemed a little bit overwhelming. There's a lot in the marketplace. And as a small business owner, I was thinking, uh, and even though I was quite knowledgeable in uh, the trade accountant, how do I know what's going to be the best app for me? So what I did very early on, same as we were talking about how when you go to a GP and you've got an ailment, they'll refer you off to a specialist. If you're a small business thinking about starting along this journey of cloud and automation, I would really encourage you to engage the advice of a specialist and they are out there. So someone, people, people just like myself that have been along this journey, we've implemented all of these processes and systems within our own businesses and helped hundreds of other businesses achieve that. So I would be highly recommending that the first thing you do is look at my checklist which will help you as a business owner to identify some of the areas or pain points that you might have, then look at engaging with a specialist to help you put solutions in place to resolve that. So it's like a very small capital investment upfront for your time and expertise involved in doing that, but the savings uh, long term are just huge. So that's really my, really my recommendation there, Shirley. Thank you so much and thank you for that gift. And, and I know for everybody in everything, it's a case of you don't know what you don't know. And so as a small business owner, you, if you don't know, you can't actually figure it out. And so I love that. Get the information and then get some help from somebody who can understand what that information is saying so that then you can make better decisions for your business because then you can get your life back and of course that's what we're all about. Well, how interesting is Mel's story and yet it's not too dissimilar to many small business owners. 
Today, we've looked at how much your business can sap your energy, leaving you exhausted and thinking the only way out is to sell. And yet, like Mel, you might find that you can continue to own your business and work on it if you begin to analyse your systems and implement cloud and other software and technology. Thanks so much, Mel. I've loved hearing your story. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. That's all we have time Thanks for, for having me. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed the conversation and I'm sure a lot of our business owners have been able to relate to your story and it's very encouraging and inspiring how you've managed to overcome those obstacles and really look at how you can take the business forward. That's all we have time for today. I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. You've been listening to Reclaim Your Freedom, where we've been talking with Melanie Power, Head of Bookkeeping for Zero in Australia and founder of Power Finance. Thanks so much for joining us. Until next week, take a good look at your business and yourself and see where you could possibly, perhaps, maybe implement some systems and software to enable you to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.